0: Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Well, well, well. Another Monday. Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk Radio in Las Vegas. My name is Richie. Going to talk about Michael Jackson. It's funny how I find myself in love with you. That's probably what the moms are saying. What the hell did I do? Never get Sky Pilot, Renegade Nation, the classics from the sixties, seventies, and the eighties—all your favorites, the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. Anyway, I watched that um, Leaving Neverland last night, and you know what? What kind of mother? What kind of mothers? Were these idiots. Even though Jackson might have been a pervert, what kind of mothers? That's what nobody's talking about. All the other crap on the internet saying, "Oh, it's about Michael Jackson. What about the mothers of these two young boys? It's so disgusting and' stupid people. The mothers of Michael Jackson's victims, Renegade Nation, failed their sons. Leaving Neverland fails those moms also. So as Dan Reed's HBO documentary, Leaving Neverland, caused me to revisit the allegations against Michael Jackson as they were covered at the time, I was unnerved, most of all, by the mothers, Renegade Nation. There was a signal lack of fellow feeling among the families who came forward, alleging abuse, the Michael Jackson machine, which included staff and handlers and lawyers, and as well as the uh, singer himself. It seems to have excelled at making not just the children, but the parents see each other as rivals for the king of pop's fickle and in constant flavor. Many of these uh, families seems to have... Um, uh, accordingly, like relax the ordinary standard of some parental uh, vigilance in order to give their kids a competitive edge. He wanted access and grading and improve their children's chances at becoming Jackson's favorite. But one result years later has been a lack of common cause in the common trauma. The rivalry appears to have been most ac- acute among the mothers some of whom have a history of testifying against each other, which you probably didn't know about, and they didn't show it on the HBO documentary, and two of whom will come under fresh scrutiny because of their participation in the documentary. So for Joy Robson and Stephanie Safechuk, mothers of the alleged victims, Wade and James, This appears uh, to serve as a kind of an act of atonement, a bid for forgiveness, and money. Oh, don't forget about the money, Renegade Nation, because you always follow the money. And thanks to the poor choice that Reed made in structuring his documentary, a further complication of this already complicated case. Both of these mothers, Renegade Nation, have a history of testifying, now listen for Jackson, and against other families who made allegations similar to the ones their own sons are making now. And of one of the mothers, Joy Robson said, quote, I thought she wanted to be mistress of Neverland and that she was trying to use Michael. I thought she was a gold digger. Well, that testimony caused Joy something. On the stand, she admitted that she considered Jackson, the Jackson family, that he loaned her money that he bought her a car, and that he helped her immigrate from Australia. The suggestion, Renegade Nation, by the prosecution, is that there was some sort of quid pro quo. Or more bluntly, she was pimping at her son. She was pimping him out, and Joy admitted, while insisting that this was all normal and fine, that the, Jack- the Jackson, sometimes caught her in the middle of the night, asking her to bring her small son to him, little Wade. Once arrived at Neverland at 1.30 in the morning and went straight to the bedroom with Jackson. And the mother let this happen? Really? So Jackson's a pervert, and the mother is driving the son over at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, but they didn't tell you that, did they? Nah. Why should they? So, this was a tricky tightrope to walk, Renegade Nation, attacking some mothers for being gold diggers while benefiting financially from the association with Jackson, but... Joy Robson risked, it. She, she risked it. And so in, in her way, so did Stephanie Savechuk. And what those trials revealed, perhaps unintentionally, was how difficult it would be to hold Jackson accountable in an environment where to quote Stevenson again, mom's jockey for status at Neverland. Yeah, they were jockeying for status. By create, cre- uh, creatively, you know, creating this manage managing their assets Typically, what they managed were were their sons. That's exactly the kind of grim and dynamic a documentary like Leaving Neverland, which covers the alleged abuse, alleged abuse of two Jackson protégés, Wade Robson and James Safechuck has to handle with extraordinary care. And to exonerate these mothers from criminal pandering requires clarifying the extent to which the star groomed them as well. And so, inevitably, Joy Robinson and Stephanie Safechuk are charged with persuading us of their own negligence and stupidity. It's an unpleasant position, and it feels like even appearing in the documentary amounts to an act of atonement for each mother. I fucked up. I failed to protect him. I made a big mistake. But when the money comes, there's none of that. Stephanie says, at one point, the sons agree, every night that I was with him, there was abuse while my mother was, you know, next door. That's what Wade Robson says. The shattering lack of solidarity wasn't, wasn't limited to family units jockeying for social position. In other words, Renegade Nation, the rifts include deep resentments between the children and their parents. And I'll be really blunt with you. The mother's are in a fragile position in this documentary, and to me the most terrible aspect of leaving Netherland is the stere eyed wonder with which the mothers of the two alleged victims describe their early experiences with the star. And in the first half of the documentary, their faces shine as they talk about what Jackson did for their children and for them. The letters, the faxes, the phone calls, the hotel suites, the rental cars, the money, the splendor of Neverland. I remember getting this glow that sort of started in my heart and went to all my extremities, Joyce says. It was an amazing feeling when something magical was going to happen. Instead Stephanie describes Jackson's friendship with her son as the answer to a prayer. The mothers seem giddy too when they talk about what Jackson apparently needed from them, a sense of belonging, of home, of family. And it's said that the way to earn a person's favor is to get them to do you one. Jackson may have been a master of this technique, acting like he desperately needed mothering while while psychologically isolating his victims from their moms. Still. The cynic in me wondered how these women were able to conjure such pure, uncomplicated, positive memories of a man who destroyed their son's childhoods. How could their nostalgia for those early years with Jackson still seem somehow untainted? So one possible answer to this whole thing is Reed's skill as an interviewer. Marine, Maureen Dowd writes that Reed became practiced at leading victims gently back to their traumas so they could use their minds as cameras to bring key moments to life, letting their faces and voices tell the stories. The invisibility of that process is a real problem, though. The fact that we don't see how the, the these warm memories are elicited, the fact that Reed has cut himself out of his own documentary means that Stephanie Safechuck and Joy Robson appear to us to be supplying unprompted these fond remembrances of those crazy days when their sons were chosen. That was the consequence of Renegade Nation for them as characters. Reed's idea was likely to bring the viewer along on the family's journey from starstruck awe to disillusionment and heartbreak to complement the victim's accounts of how much they love Jackson with a secondary picture of how wonderful Jackson seemed to be with their, to their families. But surely this reenactment of what it felt like, then can't be entirely sincere. They know as we do how the story ended. For the skeptical viewer, then, this aligns the mothers with the documentary maker. It makes them seem less like naive subjects than knowing the co authors. It shows that they're extremely good at occupying a frame of mind. that they no longer occupy, in the service of making the documentary more gripping to the audience. And if your story depends on mothers so gutless that they thought nothing of letting their son sleep in an adult man's bed, it doesn't help to show that they're gifted actors. Renegade Nation, we'll be right back soon. The Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. SkyPilotRadio.com Stick this in your ear the number 1 the number 1 internet shock radio network <laughs> shock me shock me shock me with that deviant behavior renegade renegade talk radio welcome back renegade nation renegade talk radio in las vegas it's a monday where we don't sugarcoat poop. we just let like to tell you how we feel how i feel it just continues on and on. All the bitching and screaming. But come Christmas time, I love you. Merry Christmas. Give me a present. I love you. I want you. I want to be good to you. <laughs> oh, boy. To all my friends on Facebook, the only five that see me. Oh, that's another thing on Facebook. God, <laughs> I, I have 5,000 friends, and I only get four people looking at me. It's, it's amazing how screwed up and they, 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 they're controlling us. Controlling the conservative talk. Am I conservative? Am I liberal? Am I an alien? These whack job psychopaths. So now we reached a point on the insanity curve. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I will be there to help you. I will do everything. I I am I am the better person. I was sent here by Jesus. Jesus! Yes. <laughs> I know, you might think I'm crazy. No, I'm not. your prayers, it's Don't forget my son to include Want to talk about a badass? within. <laughs> you Hey, make America great again, boys. Uh, oh, that's racist now. Oy. Who came up with that stupid shit? Well, if you don't like America, get the fuck out. That's all I can say. Out. So now we've reached a point on the insanity curve where Democrats label as fake all the real issues facing our nation, such as open borders, mass illegal migration, at the same time, renegade nation. The issues they label real are wholly fabricated, delusional, scare stories such as climate change or the Russian collusion hoax, which is a joke. The whole thing's a joke. Hey, let me, st- let me tell you something. We're on the planet for a certain amount of time, and then you leave. That's it. So you're not going to change climate change because Earth is part of the solar system and it will do what it's supposed to do. You cannot control the Earth. (laughs) It's so stupid. These Democrats are living in a dream world of horrors they've invented to scare themselves into mass hysteria. And they are committed to rejecting whatever reality they don't like. This is fairly underscored by the evil tech giants. Facebook, Apple, Google, YouTube, Twitter, the rest of them, all run by these delusional leftists who are living in their own Truman Show fake world. And they are. To make sure no one threatens their false reality, they now censor and deplatform all channels that question their worldwide view by labeling such content as hate speech and all kinds of other names. To a Democrat, hate speech is anything that doesn't confirm their twisted, fabricated worldview rooted in complete fiction. For example, if you oppose murdering children that are already born, a new right, the left is granted women in New York and elsewhere, you are condemned for being involved in hate speech. Yet, if you openly support murdering children that are born alive, you, you're celebrated as being pro-choice and pro-women. And the most radical extreme leftists like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Kamala Harris believe their babies are not people. That's right, they're not people. Their human biology doesn't exist. That fossil fuels can be shut down nationwide without causing a collapse of food crops. And that the government spending doesn't need to be paid for because it's an investment. We are living in the shocking truth about how fucked up Renegade Nation, these democrats are. I don't know where they came from. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think they've been reincarnated from the wagon trains back in the 1800s because they didn't get laid, and they couldn't do their transgenderism on the wagon trains. So the Almighty, if you believe in any of that, sent them back, and now we have these wacko people. So they're, they're really living in a delusional, fabricated dream world. That's, that's what it is, making them truly dangerous for the rest of us. Do you get that, what they're trying to do? You see it in the news, you see it on Facebook, you see it all over the place, and then when you say something, you're the one that gets beat up by them, <laughs> and they're whack jobs. Oh, okay, well, you do that. Like I told you before, and I'll say it again, bring in all the illegals, let them go to work for us, I will kick back, collect my $250,000 salary tax-free, my house will be paid for, free food, free health care, free everything, and let them do all the work, and I applaud that. Now, all of you, you Democrats, that's what I want. So you do that and all of us will just relax by the beach or wherever you want to go and be paid for doing absolutely nothing until we die. Okay? Okay. Good. I'm glad you understand that. Anyway, I got to go. My name is Richie and I want you to come back tomorrow as we continue on attacking these democrats and their nonsense and their stupidity. The psychopaths of the world. Have a great day.